I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 86 of the Strap Season Podcast. As always, I'm your boy Camp. I'm your boy Flows. And my usual message, a little bit of housekeeping. Please make sure you check us out on all the streaming platforms that we're at. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the visuals is more your steeds, YouTube as well. To get there easily, hop onto our Instagram or our Twitter. There's a link in our bio. And that link takes you to the link to where we are on all these platforms. So it's Instagram, that's Strap Season Podcast. And on Twitter, that's Trap Season Pod. Make sure you give us a like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. But yeah, bro, excited for this one. I hope you're good. Sorry, tells me this episode's going to be good, man. I'm, I'm looking to go, get straight into it, man. Episode yeah. 86. Um, yeah, we'll start, with, we'll start with the reviews, obviously. We've got some mm. good reviews to get, get to. And then we'll get forward to the previews. But um, yeah, man, this weekend has just gone. Easter weekend. We've been treated to some very, very good fights. Um, as always, should we start over on these shores? Yeah, 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 let's yeah, do that. yeah. Let's yeah. do that. We'll, we'll, a little bit of appetizer before we get to the main course. Yeah, all right, cool. Um, Connor Ben card, Connor Ben versus Chris Van Heerden. Um, I don't know if it's the right with you, bro. I'm happy. I'm happy to go straight into sink our teeth straight into the into into the main fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm trying. I think the only noticeable, obviously, the, yeah, the undercard had guys like Campbell Hatton and them not in it. But um, shout out to Alicia Baumgarten, obviously, she she got her W, great performance. Yeah, give, give a good mention to her, obviously. But um, yeah, Connor Ben, Chris Van Heerden. I think last week from the preview that we did, from what I remember, I said to myself, it wasn't really. I think we both agreed that it wasn't really a, a fight that sort of gets us super excited or anything. I don't call it a nothing fight, yeah, but which is obviously we said Conor Ben seems to be taking on all these ex-PBC rejects, shall we say, and he tends to, you know, he tends to batter them for the most part. Yeah. So even for this fight, I think I was pretty sure that I was adamant that I think Conor Ben's probably going to blast this guy out of there. It wouldn't be too much of a challenge for him. But I won't lie, man, after watching that first round, bro, I was sitting up. <laughs> That first uh, round gave me a lot more than I expected from Chris, and I'm talking from Chris Van Heerden. Because okay, hella competitive from him. Because um, <laughs> obviously, 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 we sort of know what Conor Ben's going to come with. He, he doesn't change it. He's mad aggressive. He's on the front foot. And he tries to blast his opponents out of there with hella shots and combos. Like he, Conor Ben doesn't do feeding out process. You notice it's bad intentions from, from early. Yeah. So, and obviously it's worked. Obviously, we saw against was it Samuel Vargas, where he's he slumped my man in one round. So you're thinking, yeah, to, to, you know, he's going to come with that with Chris, and wouldn't be surprised to see Chris. You're either going to see Chris Van Hidden do what um, I think was it Granados did, yeah, and just look to survive and be on his bike from early, or he's going to let himself get battered like Samuel Vargas did. But yeah, or like Chris I said, Algeria. oh sorry, oh Chris Algeria, yes. But bro, like I said. Pleasantly surprised. Conor Ben came with his usual aggressive stuff, catching all big shots. Instead of running away, Chris Van Heerden was, was there with him in the pocket, carrying him with great shots. 
think Chris Van Hiddens is southpaw, isn't he? So he was timing that counter left superbly. Catching Connor with good shots himself. And just basically not being bullied. Because Connor, Connor tries to bully people. But um, yeah, Van Hid, like I said, pleasantly surprised how competitive that first round was. It had me sitting up, I can't lie. I said, yo, I want to see more of this. I don't want to see a Connor Ben blast out. I like what these two are doing right now. These two are going at it, engaging. They're both catching each other with great shots. I think I might have just about given that first round to Connor Ben. Maybe, but on another day I could give it to Van Heerden. But I think obviously it was a super competitive first round. I think you can agree as well. And yeah, that had me licking my lips, shall I say. I, I was excited. What were your thoughts on that first round? I had it, Chris Van Heerden. What do you you, you gave it back in. Okay, cool. I, I think it'll go either way, but I think I just about to it to Conor Ben. Bro, he was countering him. He was yeah. landing combos clean. He was he was picking picking beautiful shots. And Ben's defense. Once again, we've seen him be wild. Like he comes out to he wasn't jabbing. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he, he there's no there's no process of Conor Ben. It's straight to war straight away. There was no jab for him. He was trying to get him mm. out of there in round one. And he was he was he was too wild for my liking. It was, right. it was great to watch. But I, 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 know, I know what it is for Ben. Um, if this was one of two things. Either he's trying to emulate his father's style because his father was a, a, a brutal warrior as well. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, Nigel Ben came out to blow people out and came to the bank. Or even a mixture of both. Or he just doesn't rate these men. <laughs> these men mm-hmm. here, these and he's been vocal about not rating them. He doesn't see them as tests. Yeah. So he just wants to use them to make a statement, blow them out. Um. I'd like to see more boxing skill from him. Mm. And in that first round, Chris Van Heerden was, while obviously the power stakes line with Conor Ben, in terms of explosiveness, he's very explosive. Mm. I wouldn't say that he's mad powerful, but he's just explosiveness. I, of the I shots. agree. He's not, yeah. my, he's not my powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Explosiveness of his shots, they always seem like they, they have more weight. But yeah. Chris Van Heerden was p- piecing them up and they landed some good combos, making his head kind of bubble a bit. Mm. But yeah, I, I had one one nil Van Heerden in the first round. Okay, no, fair enough. Like I said, I, for me, I just about gave it to him. I think he'd landed, I'd probably say the better boxing work obviously came from Van Heerden in terms of the count of work. And he was kind of on the back foot, but he was able to pick his shots really well and tie up when he needed to do to tie up and stuff and uh, be on the inside game. However, um, I think Ben landed the power, power, like the more powerful shots overall. But it was close. I, I was just happy it was competitive. I can't lie. I was happy it was competitive. They both got caught with big shots and they both took it well. Um, second round comes now. So I'm thinking, oh, if we get more of that, happy days. We're about to have a great fight. And yeah, Conor Ben does what Conor Ben does. And I was, I, after being so impressed with Van Heerden's first round, I was a bit deflated at how he kind of folded in that second round. Uh, Conor Benz caught him with a couple of explosive combos, has hurt him. And to be fair to Conor Ben, um, he, he, he does seem to be getting better at finishing his opponents. He really does. When he gets these guys hurt, he really jumps in and goes for it once he sniffs blood. And exactly what happened in the second round, he, 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 had, he had Chris Van Heerden leaning. He was hurt, badly hurt. He's jumped on him straight away. A couple big, big shot combos dropped Chris Van Heerden. I'm there thinking, oh, wasn't too heavy. You can get up, but I think, yeah, you saw he'd had enough, and um, yeah, he's yeah, he, he hasn't bothered getting up, and the referees waved it off. So, yeah, a bit anticlimactic after that great first round, but um, yeah, my prediction, I guess, came to pass regardless. I, I thought he would get blasted out, but 
yeah, I didn't expect him to give me that that great first round uh, and then get blasted out. But either way, good win for Conor Ben, I guess. He did what he had to do, as he, as he tends to be doing. He, he, he's beating what's in front of him, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. I think that knockout came from him because he actually set up by throwing the jab. <laughs> he set up the shot that hurt him by throwing, I think, maybe a jab to the body. Yeah. Yeah. He went for a jab to the body and mm. straight right hand pops my man's head. Yeah. And that's the beat of the jab. <laughs> that's all she but wrote. Maybe, yeah. That's why I think he does have a bit more boxing skill that he showed displayed in, this, in these fights. Um, and we need that from a, a sterner test. Mm. Or, or he should be taking these tests a bit more not seriously, but you try to show off his skills a bit more in these tests. I feel um, because once you step up, you can't you can't step in with the big boys and, <laughs> and start doing that. Because once all, all now he ain't fought a puncher. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. Uh, fight a puncher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fight a real puncher, bro. Yes. So he needs to. Did I think yes? You know yeah, that that tough test against was it Mendy? Was it him that had that really tough test against Yvonne Mendy? Or was that... No, was no, that, just that was um, Luke Campbell. Was that, Luke Campbell. Was that Campbell? Okay. Yeah, Luke Campbell. I thought there was a guy that really tested him. Um, yeah, there was, a, there was a guy who put him down. And yeah, the guy who put him down. I can't, I can't remember his name. His name, his name. yeah, maybe it Wendy. He might be. I don't know if it was French or whatever, but I know he, that guy, a guy put him down and he struggled badly that fight. But yeah, yeah, he hasn't really fought a puncher of no, a well-known puncher in that sense, yeah. Mm. And he gets caught. That's the thing. He does get caught. With his style, he's going to get caught. So it's, it's interesting to see if he does fight a no puncher, how does he face up against that type of adversity? We don't know yet. I think Hearn's been exactly. smart in selecting his opponents that they're not necessarily the biggest punches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, when you've got Chris Algieri, Chris Algieri has a, yeah, he's a well-known non-puncher. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, Overall, as we said, yeah, he's doing what he's meant to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. He's still calling out certain names. He still is adamant that he needs a bigger test. Uh, it's the same old discussion, isn't it, between for Conor Bennett, like in terms of is he ready yet? Where he's is he at compared to his what weight, what weight peers, etc. I don't know. I, I still don't think he's ready. Still don't think he's ready. If I still compare him to the likes of Boots, obviously, and, and, and uh, Ortiz and whatnot, I'm still saying not there yet. But eventually, obviously, he's eventually going to have to take a step up against a quality, quality opponent because there's only so much PBC kind of for that he can fight in it, right? Before fans start saying, yo, give him a real test. He himself is screaming for a real test. If he feels like he's ready, go for it. But Eddie is being... If you notice, Eddie keeps marketing him as a superstar, <laughs> which Eddie needs to stop doing that <laughs> because he's not a superstar. He, let's be real. He's not a superstar. And I know he's trying to protect his asset and whatnot, but let's call a spade a spade. Um, obviously, I've been peeping this whole back and forth with Frank Warren over the David Evanesian negotiations and whatnot. And Hearns basically come out and said that, you know, Avenician is not on their list right now. Like, he's third place. There's, other, there's a couple others that they'd rather fight because they claim Avenation obviously can't put bums on seats. Um, I mean, that's partly true, probably, but also I think he knows that Avenation could really work this boy. And obviously, Ben hasn't reached the cusp of what he can do in terms of clout and stardom, etc. So he's trying to protect his asset, obviously. But um, yeah, I think at some point, he's going to have to fight one of these guys, man, honestly, because he can't keep on 
running through these of these these guys aren't making him better. I won't lie. So I think that's 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 my view on where he sits in, I guess, the water weight situation and standings and whether he's a star or not. Who would you like to see him in next with? I'll happily see that Venetian fight, I won't lie. Mm. Yeah. Because um, I can't think of anyone. Oh, but you know what? Give him Bruno. <laughs> Give him Bruno. They've been talking about giving Bruno. Oh. And surprisingly, a lot of people feel like Bruno is going to wash him. So give him Bruno. <laughs> give him Bruno. That's a good uh, name. That's, that's yeah, a st- that should be a stern test on paper. Yeah, that, that might propel him to, to the stardom, superstardom that Eddie keeps... Because he potentially could be. Um, they, yeah. They're managing his career very well. Um, yeah. Giving him these fights, he's looking impressive. He's beating, he's beating names. Well, mm-hmm. um, not big names, not any Fritz, but these. But I, I think the Avenisa fight makes sense because that's what the fans are calling for. Whether you yeah. rate Avenisa or not, give the fans what they want to see. Yeah. And you're saying he's ahead, he's better than Avenisa, he's ahead of him. Yeah, show, show us still. Um, I, I, like I said, I don't mind these fights. It's just the way they're selling it as such. Um, Superstar, but, um, you know. <laughs> give him, like, I don't mind. Give him a Robert Guerrero. Now that's, I that's said Guerrero. <laughs> give him a Robert. Feeding him all these uh, X. And who's the other one? He talks about Robert Guerrero. They talks about, uh, what's his name? Well, Victor um, Ortiz. Victor Ortiz. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were very clear to make, make sure that it was Victor Ortiz they were saying. Not virtual. Where's Brandon Rios? <laughs> Okay, bring him out too. <laughs> if, you're, if you're going down this path, you could do that. Like, And then slightly, slightly do that. Just keep him active. I don't mind. And then maybe next year, if you want to start stepping up. But he's not ready for the, the, the names he's saying. He isn't. He's, he's, who's he saying? He's saying Keith Furman. He's saying Ugas. Yep. Um, saying see, Kel- she said she, when Sean Porter was there, he was saying Sean Porter. Saying Kel Brook. Okay, yeah. Kel Brook, I still think Kel beats him. I can't lie. <laughs> Um, He's waiting for these names. He, he washes Khan though. You can, you can have Khan if he wants. Obviously, Khan's already taken himself out the hat. <laughs> yeah, Khan didn't see money. Khan didn't see money. Because he wasn't. Khan <laughs> fully said, I'm not on it. <laughs> yeah, Khan was like, this, this is long. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Um, yeah um, if, or even just say, oh, look, we'll fight this fight next, then we'll fight Avenison. Like, But fans want to see Avenison. And the longer you avoid it, it's going to be a black mark on his career. So... Just get Avenisa out of the way if, if you're about it, and then we'll know. Okay, you're ready. Um, yeah, I'll see it. Yeah, um, but yeah, as I said, just keep doing what you're doing, Connor. Um, beat what's in front of you. Hopefully, I feel like towards the end of the year, we might see him in a sterner, well, a, someone that will deem an actual test. I mean, towards the end of the year, and then maybe next year, they can start building and try and build his profile against the guys that he's talking about, but um, he's still got some craft honing that he needs to do. Um, but I, I like the style anyways. Obviously, like I said, it's going to leave him open to potentially big shots, but it's exciting. He's crowd-pleasing and he himself is very charismatic, as we know. Um, so, um, yeah, he got the job done in very conclusive fashion, as he should, really. Um, so, yeah, just want to keep an eye out. But, he definitely isn't a su- he's not a superstar yet. I, 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 the superstar comments were annoying me from Eddie. He kept saying superstar, superstar, one front. I said, come on, Eddie, you know, maybe one, okay, compared to Avenue, you could call him a superstar, but we know he's not a superstar. 
Um, but yeah, <laughs> he's, he's taken a pretty, pretty unconventional route as well. He's didn't fight at domestic level. He hasn't yeah. fought any domestic rivals. Yeah, he didn't really do the European level. Mm. Um, he just went straight into some learned fights and then washing up these old washed up fighters. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he should fight. You know the guy that was meant to fight Ortiz, the Mickinson guy. Mm. Maybe, 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 maybe he could fight Rafa. Oh, wait, Mickinson is what? Is he? He's, he's Frank Warren, right? Um, I think so. Oh, that might, yeah, yeah, that might prove something. But, but maybe, I mean, if Mickinson had a shot against Ortiz in terms of, you know, they had that fight, maybe maybe that's a good domestic opponent that he could fight. Which I'm trying to think who domestically and what in the UK what weight scene is there. Josh um, Kelly. Yeah, but yeah, apart from Josh Kelly. Um, to be honest, yeah. I mean, I don't know what, I haven't heard from Josh Kelly since the loss, but they might as well make that fight. They might as well make that fight. Um, that's a good fight to make, to be honest. Um, but apart from Kelly and that Mickinson guy, I'm trying to think who else at. Um, and then you've got guys like obviously coming through, like Chris Congo and them guys coming through. But obviously, they're quite they're quite away behind at the moment, so they're not there yet. But um, yeah, maybe Kelly. But I doubt they'll throw Kelly into that fight straight away after a loss. We don't even know what Kelly's. I've not heard a peep from my man, so I don't, I don't I, know. I don't think he's with Matchroom anymore, Josh Kelly. Yeah, I don't think. I think yeah. Well, I know. Yeah, I think he's left. Yeah, you're right. Um, I have no idea what Kelly was with what one there. Um, but yeah, we'll keep an eye on Connor Ben. I wouldn't be surprised if the next opponent is a similar opponent to Dan Hayden. They're just trying to, yeah, protect their asset and manage him very, very, very finely. Um, but eventually he's going to run out of these guys to fight. And he's going to have to jump in the deep end. And we'll see what happens if, he, if he's able to swim or not. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Boom. Let's go straight to America. Let's not waste time. You know what I'll come here for, boy. You know what I'll come here for. Um, yeah, Errol Spence Jr., your Dennis Ugas unification fight for three of the four worldweight belts. I trust you watch it, bro. <laughs> yep. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Errol Spence has got the W. Late stoppage, as I predicted, I must say. Um how impressive was Errol Spence Jr. to you in that fight? He's relentless, man. It's unbelievable. He's his engine, his 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 angles in some of the shots, his combinations, just the relentlessness is, is incredible. This guy, he's first, he's last. <laughs> it's yeah, it's long. It's long fighting. <laughs> it was very long. He's the truth for real. It's not a joke, bro. He's the truth. Um <laughs> For a long, long time, I've been saying this guy is the best at 147 pounds. He's the one that's going to do it. And it's a very, it's, as you know, bro, it's a loaded division. And we have two insane guys who have all the belts. Because let's not, let's not get it twisted. Terence Crawford is a monster as well. They're both monsters. But you see Spence here, especially with all the adversity that he's faced. And each time he comes back from these huge setbacks before it was a car crash, Next was a broken eye socket or whatever. There's no tune-up fight. He goes straight into the big fight. He, tra- he trusts his skills so much. And obviously, you know, we had questions about what he's like, his condition, and et cetera, because obviously we said he sounds slower than usual. He's, his body's taken a lot. I hope he's okay. Each time, I mean, we said the same things with the Danny Garcia fight. Each time he just quells these questions and puts up performances like that, like we saw on Saturday night. 
Incredible. This man is incredible, man. Um, this was a really competitive fight at first, I thought. From the opening bell, round one was mad tactical. You saw how both of them were trying to establish a jab in that round one. Yeah. Both of them. Both of them were trying to come on center ring. And yeah, both, both of them have very good jabs. And both of these guys are known for working the body really, really well. Yeah. So I'm from round one, bro. I'm enjoying it. I'm saying, look, look at this high level boxing match here. We can see it's two man, <laughs> bro. You know what I mean? The chess match was there. High level. High level. High level is the word. Both of them trying to find range of their jabs. They're both touching each other to the body, to the head with the jabs and getting counter shots off as well. I actually thought Uga shaded round one. Just, yeah. just, just by a tiny little, I thought he caught, he actually caught Spence. What Ugas was doing was he was trying to stay at mid-range slash range. And he was able to time Spence quite well because Spence was looking to come in straight away, really. He was still using the jab to get in, but he was looking to force it close quarters. And Ugas... Always wants to initiate. Always wants to initiate and engage. And Ugas, uh, Cuban, obviously, known for being quite slick, counter punches and whatnot, was able to just counter really well. And he actually landed some great counters to the body in that first round which made me just about give that first round to Spence. Even though Spence threw more and Ugas was more economical with, with his work in that first round, he, he, I think even officially as well, he was more accurate with his shots. So I just about gave that round one to, to, to Ugas. But that round one had me thinking, wow. Obviously, I know what Spence is going to come with in the future because obviously I've seen Spence for a long time now. And one thing about Spence, it just seems like he gets stronger and stronger not even get stronger as the round goes on. He keeps that same relentless pressure from round one to round 12 if he has to. Yeah. He doesn't let up. It's crazy. So I knew what Spence was going to come with. I'm there thinking, okay, no, but if Ugas is able to fight like this, it's going to be very interesting. And obviously, some people were saying that they definitely feel Ugas is capable of beating this man. I thought that if he was to beat this man, that round one is how he's got to box it, like, essentially, right? Round two comes now. And immediately, bro, you see a difference in Spence in terms of what he's trying to do. He's up the pressure straight away in that round two to me. Um, up the work rate. All right, cool. Feeling that, feeling that round done, let's get to work. <laughs> and boy, did he start getting to work. Um, started applying pressure from the off, coming in aggressively inside game, looking to, like you said, he's always wants to be the first and always wants to be, to, to, wants to be the last. And he keeps it up for three minutes. Um, Again, nice work from Ugas. But I think that second round, you could already see what Spence was trying to do and how tough it was going to be for Ugas to maintain what he did in round one. Um, I'm trying to remember what round Ugas, his jab was completely useless. It, I think it was from round three, you know? Might be round three or four. Yeah. Uh, one of them. I think it was round three or four, and I've noticed it straight away. The... Great jab that we saw from round one from Ugas has completely gone. And he is now in an inside battle, an inside war with Errol Spence. They're both standing in front of each other, banging each other away. And I'm thinking to myself, Ugas, you've got it wrong now. This is, this, this, this is not good. I can foresee already. I'm thinking to myself, if this stays like this, we are both having an inside war. There's only one winner in this game. That's Errol Spence. <laughs> only because because that boy is strong man that boy is strong and Spence comes he comes it's not just like it's not just him standing in front of you obviously you mentioned he comes with angles and footwork yeah. 
Ugas to footwork was kind of stationary. Yeah. I can't lie, he, he wasn't moving. Well, especially him with all these angles and whatnot. And um, yeah, so I'm thinking, Ugas, you can't win this way. You honestly can't. What you did in round one was perfect. You need to get back to fighting at range or mid range behind your jab and countering Errol every time it comes in. Because Errol's going to keep up this related pressure. And, and yeah, so to me, he was fighting that all wrong. I can't lie. Um, I'm on what, round four, now round three or four. Um, yeah, sorry, if I could talk all this time. Jump in, bro, jump in. Jump in. <laughs> 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 I realize I'm super excited. Ex- no, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, I think, um, like you say, round one, being in that process. Yeah. Um, I, I gave it to Ugas as well, round two. Yeah, um, that's where Spence decided to set, set the tempo. <laughs> yeah, I gave yeah. round three to Ugas as well because he was landing the right hand. He was landing the right hand. And I think that's when he started to think, yeah, I can time him on the inside when he's yeah. when he's getting off his work. He just wanted to keep the high guards. Yep. Not, not rely on his footwork to get out of range and in, in range. He always stayed in range. He always wanted yep. to be in range and use his high guards to block shots and roll shots and then try to counter um Spence and that's what mm. he, and he had success in the third round I gave him the third as well mm-hmm. um but I gave him the third as well you're right I think I gave yeah. him yeah I, I gave him three rounds in total I think one three and then the round we'll get to yeah. it but yeah yeah I think the issue being is like I thought that style wasn't gonna work because um Spence's output compared to yours is was way higher he's if you can't pull, pull this off for 12 rounds I think you're gonna you're gonna stop him by trying to stay in the pocket and Crazy pot shot and counter punches, land a few shots with no footwork. Yeah, you're not even no using footwork. your footwork. Crazy, no, no, no angles, not getting in and out. You're, sta- you're standing in range and you're trying yeah. to pick him on his way out. Um, so when after Spence gets his work off, you're trying to land a, a clean shot on him as he gets out or mm. pick pick a shot. I was like, yeah, How are you gonna pull this off for 12 rounds? Or you'll be nuts. Like, I thought it was a wrong game plan from then, yeah, because he had success in the third round. I think he maybe got a bit gassed. I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm catching him. But yeah, fourth round, Spence came back, started working him. And that's the thing. Every time he had a good good round, Spence would come back and be like, nah, let me up it. Yeah, man. Um, absolutely that. And I, remember, I think I might even tweet on the account that like, yo, Ugas can't keep this up for 12 rounds. Um, Spence's relentless pressure is going to beat the brakes off him. If he carries on fighting like this, he needs to go back to what he was doing in one run, to, to be honest. Um, even that's tough because, like we said, Spence is relentless. Different kind of intensity, diff- different kind of rel- relentlessness. He doesn't stop coming. And every shot is bad intentions. <laughs> every shot is mean. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah from, I think from round four onwards, you can see the, what's, gonna, what's sort of playing out in front of you. Ugas, unfortunately, is staying to that style of being quite rigid with the footwork in front of you, the high guard, and... Spence is just outlanding him and outworking him. Ugas would fire back in portions, obviously, and sh- throw good shots to counter. Can't forget, Ugas is a high-level boxer too. He's a good, good fighter. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so he was able to catch time Spence and catch him. But you compare to the constant barrage that Spence has given him, he's constantly on the defensive and he'll throw a couple of shots here and there. And you know Spence, chip on his shoulder. If you catch him with a couple of good shots, that almost fuels him to... <laughs> increase the barrage <laughs> and increase the punishment, which is nuts. Um, so we're seeing that end, yeah, for round four, round five as well. And then I think it was the sixth round where something shocked me. 
Mm. I almost shouted. I can't lie, bro. Um, <laughs> I, I, in fact, I did. I think I shouted. I said, I said, oh my god! Like I was like, yo. <laughs> so they've had an inside exchange, basically, and Ugas is caught. It wasn't even a proper show. It was kind of a coughing shot. It actually was like almost on the inside of his forearm that sort of caught Spencer's face and knocked his mouthpiece flying. Referee, I don't think noticed. I don't think the referee noticed it. No, I, referee, I, I, I think the referee. Oh, the referee. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah, go on. But okay, but the referee didn't intervene straight away. Um, Spence has stopped because obviously, if we're boxing, obviously, you know, when my mouthpiece flies out, it's anticipated that the referee will jump in and stop the fight, grab the mouthpiece, and whatnot, because it's actually, you can't fight without a mouthpiece. It's illegal. Um, so Spence himself kind of stopped, expecting the referee to jump in there. And obviously, you know, with boxing, as they say, protect yourself at all times. If the referee doesn't stop the fight or it hasn't jumped in, the fight's still on. So in anticipating the referee is going to jump in, Spencer's basically like looked around and stopped fighting, almost turned. Ugas is still in the heat of battle. He's then caught Spence with, I think, one or two shots. Yeah, one-two. Yeah, a one-two combo. Spence says, and it's hurt Spence, his legs have gone and he actually fell and the ropes supported him. Ropes kept him up. And obviously, the boxing rules state normally that obviously if the rope, if you're falling, the rope actually keep you up. That can be counted as a knockdown because if if not for the ropes being there, you would have gone down. And obviously, Spence, you can see his legs were a bit wobbly visually. That's why I've shouted, "Oh my god!" Because I've never seen Spence hurt like that ever. <laughs> so I'm there thinking, what, "What's happened here?" Like he he just he just stopped boxing. What's going on? Obviously, the replays. That's when we see that the mouthpiece came out, and it was after that. Ugas has gone to attack Spence, who looks visibly weakened. And that's when the referees jumped in and stopped the fight for Spence to get his mouthpiece and whatnot. And obviously, I saw a lot of outrage because people were saying that, oh, yeah, Ugas had, Ugas had a lot of momentum there. And that's obviously stopped the momentum, which is true. Um, but like I said, if the referee didn't see or saw it late, to us, the referee was pissing me off all night. I won't lie. We'll get to that later. But yeah, if the referee saw it late, then it's not, it's just unfortunate that you had to just jump in there and then. But yeah, that round six, like I said, was a shocker for me because like I said, I've never seen Spence hurt like that ever. I've, I, it's rare to see Spence hurt. Like he doesn't really get, yeah. So um, yeah, that was that was round six for me. I think I gave that round to Ugas actually. Um, yeah, I think I, I think that's yeah, the only- I, I, I think you have to give it to you. Yeah, that's the last round I gave for Ugas. I won't lie. I think, yeah, I think after that, it was a Spence whitewash and a Spence beatdown. But yeah, that round six, like I said, was a bit of a shocking moment. And it's like, wow, Spence can actually beat her. But the caveat is his hands were down and he wasn't expecting the punch in it. Yeah. From watching it, when I watched it live, I was like, because Ugas landed a right hand, landed another one, and it landed the, a third one, which yeah. knocked his mouthpiece out. Yeah. And I thought... Oh, Spence is dazed here. Like, watching it live, I thought Spence yeah. is dazed. Because he stopped. Yeah. He stopped. He stopped and like, yeah. kind of looked around. Like, I didn't even clock his mouthpiece for that yeah. at first. He looked dazed. And then the one-two boom, stumbled back against the ropes. He got back and he, he was on the back foot then. He was like, yeah, retreated for the first time. <laughs> Almost like remember, I, he was smiling back. as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, was, he seemed like, okay, you got me good. Um, but I need to, like... And I was like, why is it Ugas jumped on him? Why yeah. is it Ugas rushed over him? Yeah. I was like, if that's Crawford, if Crawford got in, boy, yeah. it's going to be long for Spence. Trust. If that was Crawford, because Crawford would have got that boy. Yeah. <laughs> and Ugas, Ugas was chilling. And I was like, why is Ugas chilling? 
And then yeah. it goes on for a bit. Then I think at first I thought, oh, he's smiling, and that's when the breath clocks that oh yeah. his mouthpiece ain't there. Yeah. And then he comes in and but then after watching the replay and clocking that his mouthpiece came out, he was still aware at that point. He wasn't even stunned when the mouthpiece came out. Yeah. And he said he thought he heard the ref say stop. Yeah. And he was looking at his mouthpiece and Uges carried on fighting as he should. But then it makes me think maybe the referee, because the referee did actually try to get in the way in between them. But Ugas got off his shot. And maybe that's why Ugas didn't rush in because Ugas, they all heard stop, but Ugas just carried on fighting. And the yeah. ref kind of didn't jump in properly kind of thing. And the ref shouldn't, apparently the rules are the ref really shouldn't jump in at that point. He should wait for a break in, in or... In play to, yeah. yeah. Kind of like a pause in the fight. Yeah. So... Uga should have gotten that. <laughs> but um, maybe they did hear stop because he wasn't dazed at that point. It was until the shot afterwards. That was what, yeah. That, yeah. That's what got him. So, yeah. I've, but then he he admitted, yeah, protect yourself at all times. Yeah, no, sure. Spence was open. He's like, yeah, it's his fault. Rookie error from him. He's better than, he knows better than that and he's experienced. He should know, protect yourself at all times, as we know. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was very interesting, like I said, because it's rare to see Spence in that situation, but you saw why, I guess, there was a bit of confusion with the mouthpiece. After that, obviously, I'm there thinking, hmm, let's see how what this guy's powers of recovery are like. Once again, let me highlight how strong this man is. He came back in round seven with a vengeance. <laughs> and the beat down that ensued in that round and the next round, the next round, my goodness. Um, yeah, man, this Spence, he, he's an absolute monster because he recovered so quickly. In fact, he, yeah, his legs were fine. Even when he walked back to the corner in that sixth round, his legs looked fine. He didn't look hurt. He covered during the round. What's during the round? If I during the round, he, he then started almost beating down the rest of the round almost. Like, Once he got his gumbershaw shield back, he, he, was ready, he went right back to work. Brother. Uh, yeah, mate. Um, seventh and eighth round, it's almost it's almost like it's, yeah, it's bad now. Um, the seventh round is where he busts his eye. Yeah. Broke his eye in round seven. And I, was, I kept saying, this man's eye is broken. Because, you, you know, obviously we've seen this injury so many times in boxing when it swells up like that and such a big swelling as well. Immediately. Immediately. I said, yeah, this... And obviously Spence is... He's, he's, he's a nasty guy. He's going to keep targeting that eye. He's gonna, he's, he ain't going to stop. <laughs> you, uh, see, you see when he landed that shot yeah. and for the first time Ugas retreated because yeah. he was hurt. Yeah. Spence was onto him yeah. <laughs> immediately. He was like, yeah. oh, so, okay, we're chasing, chasing him down. He's, he's a mean guy, man. He's a very, very mean guy. And... Um, yeah, man, he just went on the. It was it was such an offensive barrage and destruction of a, a world class fighter in Ugas. To be honest, it's like wow, um, Ugas, who was fighting economically before, anyways, in his previous rounds, was barely throwing at at times. Okay, it will come up with a little barrage, come up with a little with a little yeah, a little maybe like combination or counter or whatever, but nothing he could do could deter Spence. Nothing. Ugas even at times was actually landing some decent counter shots, some good body work and whatnot. But like I said, it was just wasn't hurting Spence. It wasn't putting a dent in Spence. And the Spence train just kept moving forward and moving forward. And as we said, the angles he was coming with, the body and head work, um, inside game, all inside this was as well. Nothing was at range. It was stepping to your chest and battering you. Um, it, was, it, was, it was wonderful to see, but it really was a beatdown. I can't lie. It really, really was a beatdown. And it's gone to, I think, round nine now. I'm even thinking, yo, this fight needs to be, like, Ugas's corner needs to do the right thing now. 
and they need to stop the fight. Um, I think in between eight and nine, the referee stopped the fight to get the doctors to check on the eye. And you can see how bad the damage is with the eye. It's like fully shut, massive, massive cocoa in his eye. Like it's, it's huge. And um, yeah, I'm there thinking, yeah, the doctor, some, someone's got to stop this fight. Either the ref jumps in or the corner does the right thing or his doctor stops the fight because Spence is not going to relent. As we said, he's relentless. He's going to keep on going. Um, and Ugas obviously is a proud warrior. Credit to my man, strong as well, because he took a lot of heavy punishment and he was never going to quit. Ugas, I don't think, was ever going to quit. Proud, proud Cuban fighter. Um, so, yeah, something I had to give. And I think in the end, I think it was round 10 where the fight officially ended. It, did, it was a doctor's stoppage, wasn't it? Um, the doctor looked, looked at the eye and said, yeah, it can't continue no more. And that's when it was, that's, that's, that's when the fight ended. Um, but yeah, at this point, he protested. He protested. Yeah, of course he protested. Happy. Yeah, well, I knew he would as well. But bro, you're saying, I, course, I, you're saying of course he protested, but we've seen certain man <laughs> call it a day themselves. <laughs> obviously, I, I know what what you guys are like. Obviously, proud Cuban fighter. He was never gonna want to go down like that, or you know, fight the top like that. He'd rather see this walk round. Um, was in pain. He wasn't pain. He wasn't pain, but and, he's and he, couldn't see. <laughs> he couldn't see. He couldn't. Some people, obviously, some of these fighters are built differently, and some of them are warriors, isn't it? So they want to continue. They want to go out of their shield. Um, I will actually was relieved. I can't, bro. I can't. I was relieved when the doctor said, "Yeah." Obviously, when the doctor called it off, I was like, "Good," because obviously, I'm seeing what I'm seeing. The look in Spencer's eye. <laughs> I'm seeing what he's on, bro. Like, and it's apparently. We found out afterwards, apart from the broken eye, apparently Spencer's broke his rib as well. Oh, I swear. Yeah, but yeah, um, Derek James said that Ugas suffered, the, he's, he's come out and said Spencer's also broke his rib and he broke something else as well. He, he basically, he, he mashed him up basically. Oh, broke his nose as well. Apparently his nose was broken too. Hellacious, Arsenal. Hellacious. <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually, really, part of me was relieved when they were I even tweeted, I said, this, that's a great stoppage from the doctor. Thank you, because Ugas clearly has shown no times of quitting. Ismail Salas, didn't look like throwing a towel in. And the referee, who was so eager to get involved all fight and was looking to jump in and be the main man himself, looked, showed no interest in looking to stop the fight. Hey, the referee was driving me, man. <laughs> no, but credit to the referee, because the ref was... I was a bit annoyed that he was stopping it mid-rounds to ask yeah, for the doctor to check it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Why, why have you done this at the start of the round or, or yeah, at the end? But, no, the referee was pissing me off. The referee was pissing me off. I was like, I was like why are you stopping in the middle of the round? But in saying that, you kind of want to see the ref and the doctor involved in those situations because you think back to Daniel Dubois, who had to make the decision for himself. His corner, the do- I didn't see no ringside doctor for yeah. Daniel Dubois. <laughs> didn't, see, didn't even know if there was one. It wasn't, was, was, wasn't in the Queensbury budget. <laughs> his, his corner didn't help, help him out. He's like, yeah. there, was, there was shouting nonsense. Then you look at um, the Billy Joe Saunders situation mm. where he was in the corner saying, I can't see, I can't see. And then it looks then it becomes a question of the fighters' resolve and whatnot. Mm. When you have a doctor who's in there who's experienced, who can make these calls and decisions, then he kind of protects the fighters as well. But fair play to you guys. Broke a rib, broken eye, and he was still yeah. there trying to fight. He, he was he wasn't backing out. He was pretending yeah. he could see as well. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I was I said no, I can see. Yeah, he like, no, you can't. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's good to see from the doctor. Protecting these fighters and whatnot. That's what I was. That's what I, was I was generally so relieved, man. Um, good work from the doctor. Good time to stop it. Um, and what a fighter Aerosmith Junior is. Um, 
I said from day one, he's, he's been my pick for this division. Um, I really don't see who stops him. Obviously, Crawford is the best bet. Um, and yeah, the battle lines have been drawn already because obviously he's now got three of the belts. They've, in, they've interviewed him post-fight. And he said straight up, you know who I want next. You know, he's coming, he said, Clarence Crawford, I'm coming for that ass. <laughs> he said, I'm coming for that motherfucking belt. <laughs> he told, said straight up, called Crawford's name, said, I'm coming for that belt. I know you've seen it back and forth. Crawford's tweeted, all right, cool, bet. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's, there's no running this time, no side of the street talk. Let's do it, me and you. Um, Spence today is replying and said, yeah, all right, bet, cool. Or, no, the hand, handshake emoji. They've both basically agreed to it online. They both want it. Bro, I need everything in the what weight division right now to just pause. Yeah? I ain't trying to see no mandatories. There's no enforcing mandatories from these governing bodies and whatnot. Let's just pause everything now and let's get this fight next. That's, that's all that's got to happen. Yeah. I ain't trying to see no Virgil Ortiz mandatory slot force. Was it um, um, Stadionis, who was on, on the undercard of this fight, who's now got himself a, I think, a WBA mandatory slot as well. Pause that. Jerron Ennis, you're my guy. I think you're going to take over soon, but pause you. All the, everything paused. They need to make this fight next. Simple. Done. Yeah, End of. That's it. Next. I don't want to hear no tune-ups, nothing. Next. It's going to be next. This is the fight they both wanted. The build-up's been around for years. But he's a free agent now. Like he said, yep. no side of the street talk. And you're seeing people like Oscar De La Hoya and Floyd Mayweather trying to bid. Sound <laughs> 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 of interest in making... Obviously, this is a huge fight. You can see from... As soon as, because this is what we wanted, we wanted to hear people say each other's names. Like up until now, Errol Spence has been saying, he's, oh, nev- he's never said his name. The family. Yeah. yeah. No, not like this, not, not after the fight, not like this. But now he's showing intent, like, yeah, I need to, I'm, I'm going to get this boy. And this is what yep. we want to see. And it better be next. It's going to be next. This is the most anticipated fight right now. And as fans, yeah. this is what we deserve. Mm. We, 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 how, long, how long have we been calling for this fight? More, it must be more than five years. About five years, easily. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> as fans, this is what we deserved for years. They're both clearly in good nick still. Spence is clearly in incredible shape. He's still at the peak of his powers. Crawford as well, peak of his powers. We said we, we did not want this to drag out like the Mayweather-Pacquiao situation where they both fought each other when they weren't really in their primes like that. Yeah, it's got to be next. Simple. It's, there's no discussions on that. Make that fight next, please, governing bodies. We want to see one name, one face in that division. And these are the two best. It's no, there's no two ways about it. These are the two. Two monsters, both of them. Um, a lot of people are saying that Spence has been ducking Crawford for years because he's never mentioned his name. I don't know about that, but he's mentioned his name now. He, he's, he's been open about it. He's got three of the belts. Yeah, let's, 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 get, let's get it over the line. That's it, man. I hope egos don't come into play. Yeah, as Crawford is expected to sign about Heyman, it should make it super easy. Let's get it popping, man. Simple. This is and this this is one of the biggest fights in a long, long time. In a long, 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 long last time. This is a mega fight for real. For real. Mega fight. <laughs> mega, fight. mega, mega fight. I have no qualms with them charging a hundred pound pay per view for this one in America. This one's worth it. This one actually is worth it. Yeah. Um. So my question is to you, bro. Who you got? <laughs> Yo. Who you got? I'm, 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 I'm so on the fence. I can't lie. This is a real pickup because there's oh man, 
Do you know how tough this one for me to call? Yeah. It's impossible. I, 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 I can't. Okay. I just want to watch it. I just, I just want to sit, sit there. Yeah. I've, I've been on the side where I thought Spence is going to watch when Crawford first moves up. I was like, Crawford, relax. Yeah. Because the beauty of it is we've seen both of these guys hurt as well. Yeah. We've seen them. We've seen them go, go to war. We've seen them in battles. Mm. But we always see them overcome. We always see them dominate guys. They're the yeah. two best by far. Yeah. And yes, and they're both high IQ as well. It's not even like they have once. We've seen them show multiple styles. They're both similar in the way in their mentality as well. Don't forget, they both fight with a chip in their shoulder. Yep. Both of them, major chip in their shoulder. Yeah, man, it's, know, it's fascinating. And I even think that if, in fact, I look think, obviously, I know they both highly respect each other, but like, if not for them being in the same division, well, they'll be brethren, I reckon. They like, I don't think they, there's no bad blood. They both, I think it's, it's a serious level of respect between both of them. Obviously, yeah. I, don't think, I don't know if they don't chill with each other. See, Spence is out, Heyman, you know, the PBC boys, they do the, you know, they chill, you know what I mean? They're chains on, bust down, they, you know, they're, they're over there in the club somewhere. But, so I, obviously, I know they're not really, yeah, they probably don't chill together or whatever, but I know that respect is there. Even in that video, Obviously, that famous video that obviously they're both talking crap to each other. They're both you can tell there's a serious like level of respect between both of them. Yeah. Um it's just it's competition. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just it's just healthy it's, rivalry. Rivalry, that's it. It's, yeah, it's bad competition. They're both super competitive. They yeah. both think they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait, man. I need to sit. I'm just gonna enjoy this. I know you yeah. know we, we know who you're picking. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> he's he's been my pick from day one, and I've yeah, I, I don't want to go back on my word yet. Um I think, look, man, Crawford is amazing. Um, I think Crawford is unbelievable. They're both unbelievable to me. But if I was to pick one, I would naturally side with Spence. Um, that's been my pick from day one. Um, and obviously, it's, as it's my day one pick, I like, I like to see it come to fruition. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm not going to be pissed off if he loses or whatever, because Crawford as well is one of my favourite fighters in the world. So, And as you said, they're both... At an elite level, where it is a 50 50 fight for real. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll choose Spence on that one. But um, yeah, no, I, I just need it to happen. Need it to happen. I can't wait to enjoy that one because it will be, it's going to be a combo, it's going to be everything. It's going to be a chess match in times. They're both going to look to go to war with each other because they're both happy to do that. They both love doing that as well. Um, it's, it's like I said, chip on the shoulder. So Spence might think I'm going to fight this tactically because you lot think he's a better boxer than me. So, so I'll try to box him and Crawford might say, oh, you guys think I'm weaker than this guy. I'm going to try and bully him. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they both like that. So yeah, it's just fascinating and it just has to be next. I'm, I don't see how it can't be next. Like I said, the rest of these men can either pause or fight each other. Ennis, Ortiz, Stanionis, Furman, you lot fight each other. And yeah, when the time comes, then you can fight the winner. But right now, it's all about Crawford and Spence. That's what we want to see for this 147 pound division. Everyone else, relax. <laughs> relax. <laughs> Let's make it happen, man. Uh, they make will happen. make it happen. I'm sure. They will. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But it seemed like it was a good evening. Uh, undercard wise, good. It was actually good undercard as well. Uh, quick one to touch upon. Obviously, yeah, that standing on this guy, the Lithuanian brother, he's, he's, he's his stock is rising. He beat, um, Good fight with um, that Butayev Russian guy. I think, like I said, that was a, for a mandatory slot at one of the belts. Um, so yeah, he, he did well. Uh, bro, <sighs> Uriokis Gamboa needs to retire. It's done. It's oh, done. Yeah, I forgot about bro, that. Guy. Bro, um, Isaac Cruz, the guy who uh, fought Tank, great fight against Tank. 
Um, obviously, you know, as I mentioned how they're trying to push this guy now. Um, he's just manhandled and destroyed Gamboa. Um, Gamboa is looking like Khan out there. No punch resistance. As I said before, as I've said on this pod before, he's notoriously chinny. He's obviously got dropped a couple of times in that fight. Well, not dropped. I think he got dropped once, but he was hurt by almost every shot. Um, Gamboa, he's had a wonderful career. At one point, he was one of my favorite fighters in the world. Super exciting to watch. But he's but he's he's so spent. It's it's bad now. They need to stop putting him in fights. He needs to retire. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> um, they keep feeding him to these young guys. Yeah. Just to get ragged. Yeah, man. It is, yeah. It's just bad. Um, ev- and everyone's dropping him. <laughs> everyone's, do- oh, everyone apart from Devin Haney, but boy. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, ev- ev- everyone's battering him. He needs to call it a day. Um, quickly as well, did you, did you, did you see the, there's a bit of altercation at ringside between oh yeah David Benavides and Jamal. <laughs> yeah. Charles kill me, man. <laughs> I I, you, you were saying these guys look drunk as hell. <laughs> Fam, all the time. All the time. We, uh, we saw the videos afterwards. What? Mel was slurring. Jamal was slurring. No, that's his biggest fight in his career coming up. <laughs> And he's, he's slurring his words. And I know he's supposed to be drinking. Bro, uh, I don't know what's going on there. It looks like they're trying to push that. Um, Benavidez said, yeah, he's happy to take that fight. I, I don't even like. Is Mel 160 pounder or not? I, I don't even know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Oh, sorry, Mar, sorry. Um, yeah, but yeah, he had a little a little dust up with David Benavidez. They had to be pulled them, apart and stuff. Them men have had more altercations than fights, man. The Chargers. Yeah, yeah. They've beefed everyone outside the ring, but in the ring. And they're, they're always beefing me. Like obviously, before this fight, obviously Mel was beefing Crawford. He, he you know he dropped another interview where yeah. he was going at Crawford again. Mm-hmm. Like they're always beefing man. They're not, they're not even in the division <laughs> all the time. All the time, it's it's weird, man. See the beef of Broder tag. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about the Broder one tag one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. Know. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but. If they make Benavides versus Chada, I would like to see it, obviously. That's a good fight. Um, but, yeah, well, again, I don't even know. I know there's been talk about it, but, uh, yeah, but, apparently Charlo popped off a bit Benavides' dad, which is how we got started. And then, obviously, Benavides came through and they had to be separated, as we saw in, in, in the altercation. So, I have no idea what's going on there. Yes, I don't know, because Benavides <clears throat> has got a fight coming up. He's got Lemieux. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what Ma has. Yeah, Mal's a mystery right now to everyone. I mean, I think I've said it three weeks in a row now. What is Jamal Charlo doing? <laughs> we don't know what he's doing. Oh man, he fought against a, an unknown guy recently and he didn't look great. And yeah, yeah we, we, what, what's he doing, man? He's just wasting he's, his talent. It's jarring. You say recently? I swear. This oh, sorry, it was last up. year. Not recently. It was last year. <laughs> exactly. At least Mel's got something popping. Mel's about to unify or become undisputed potentially. Mm. But Mal is just chilling, and he's the better one to me. He's the one that's. That should be the star, if you like, if you, you know what I mean. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what going for them, Charlos, man. But I hope we get Mar fight soon. <laughs> Clearly, my man's bored. Um, but yeah, overall, great card, great fight. Errol Spence is the truth. You don't need to stop doubting him because <laughs> a lot of people have been doubting him, um, and he just dismantled a very, very good fighter in Udenis Ugas in ten rounds, and you saw. My, my face, absolutely mash up. 
destroyed his face. It was peak. And Spence looked calm. No, no marking, nothing. So, boy, scary, scary, scary things. Um, I think that's it for the for the weekend roundup, right? Unless I've missed anything. Yeah. Cool. Let's, move on to, let's, let's move not on waste to... time. Let's let's not waste time. It's finally here, man. This Saturday, it's coming up Saturday, 23rd of April. Tyson Fury, Dylan White, finally going down. Uh, there's nothing to touch upon in the undercard because the undercard is trash. <laughs> straight into the main event, unless you want to talk about Tommy Fury, but I don't even know who he's fighting. <laughs> um, straight into the main event. <laughs> I'm laughing, man. <laughs> Hey, I'm just gonna come out and say it. <laughs> On record, Dylan White is going to knock out Tyson Fury. I've said it. I've said it straight up. I've said it. I don't care. Yo, you sticking your neck out like that? Yeah, I am. Why I am. Why, why do you say and that? you know what? I don't even care if it bites me in the ass, yeah? Because I've gotten so many right predictions on this pod alone. Yeah. <laughs> That I can afford to have one miss. It's cool. I've I've gotten Spencer, you guys got that bang on. Like I've gotten a hell of things right. So yeah. But uh heavyweight boxing, no, boxing is as we know is very unpredictable. And mm. especially the heavyweight boxing um divisions, very the most unpredictable as you as it as it can be. I just felt, bro, it's a feeling I can't shake. I've had this feeling from the moment this fight was made that. Everyone was getting, oh, Tyson Fury's going to walk through this guy, blah, blah. It's going to be easy work, et cetera. Who is Dylan White, et cetera. I have not been able to shake this feeling from day one yet mm. that Dylan White is going to beat this man. Um, I feel I for me, like, I thought like there's almost an element of almost complacency from Fury's camp. Obviously, he's there saying he's, he's trained and blah, blah. But uh, Fury's an enigma. He's always been an enigma to me. And for certain fights, we see he's up for it. And you see what he, you see the results. Klitschko, Wada, these were mega fights. He was up for, trained his ass off, took it super seriously, and we saw the results. And then we've seen the other side of Fury, where he's struggled against opponents where he's expected to beat easily. Uh, Otto Wallen, the most recent one, to be honest, where he was given hell and he decided to turn up, you know, he started to turn up. Um, later on to get him the W, but before then he was severely struggling and the fight was in danger of being stopped. Um, against other guys, he hasn't looked amazing. That was it. Seferi didn't look great. It was a PNL. One, 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 it, was, it was either Seferi or PNL where he didn't look great at all. Um, or I wouldn't say he didn't look great. He got the W deservedly, but he didn't look like the class in there. And I almost feel like with this Dylan White fight, <sighs> We might see the same, you know. We really might see the same. Um, the enigma of it is Tyson Fury and it not being a mega... Obviously, it's a mega fight because it's, it's in Wembley and whatnot. But I don't think Tyson Fury rates this guy or has any fear of this guy. And that could play into the fact that mentally he might not be taking it as seriously as, say, a Deontay Wilder. Um, that's why this. I've always had this... When, when this fight was made, I had this feeling that, that Dylan White was going to get this guy with a counter left hook or something. Mm. That That... And do I believe White can, can hurt Fury? Absolutely. We've seen yeah. Fury, Fury, there's a myth around Tyson Fury for, with his fans. I'm a Fury fan too, but there's fans that feel like Tyson Fury is untouchable and he doesn't, he's not chinny and whatnot. As I said before on this pod, 
when it comes to heavyweight division, I don't want to call anyone chinny because these men are 18 stone plus for the most part. You feel that when you get hit with an 18 stone man flush, you're going to go down regardless. So mm-hmm. this whole chinny talk is rubbish. But we've seen Tyson Fury be knocked down before by certain men that aren't even heavyweights, really and truly. <laughs> yeah. um, flat on his back. He can be touched. <laughs> he can be touched. Yeah. So I know if Dylan White lands his the fabled counter left hook, which is probably one of his best shots, probably is his best shot, and flush, Tyson Fury will go down. Um, that being said, of course, Tyson Fury can easily touch Dylan White and also beat him up. And on a more serious note, Tyson Fury is the, the obviously he's a favorite and he deservedly so is the favorite. And really and truly should be winning this fight. Um, he has more skills in his, he has more skills in his locker than, than Dylan White. Better boxer, bigger, longer, better mover. All that stuff comes into, his, into, into play. But as I said, with heavyweight, heavyweight boxing is so unpredictable. And it's just a feeling that I've had for, for a long, long time. As soon as this fight was made, I feel like Dylan White's going to get to this guy. And yeah, man, potentially knock him out and yeah. win the heavyweight titles. And especially because we've seen so many upsets in his division as well, with AJ as well. Every time we feel like this super fight of Fury or AJ is close, something happens. Whether it's AJ losing to Ruiz or AJ losing to Usyk, for example, or Tyson Fury being contracted to fight Wilder for a third time, et cetera, et cetera. There's always seems to be a stumbling block as we're getting closer and closer. So, yeah, man, this it won't surprise me. Like I said, it's just a gut feeling. Obviously, Murphy's you know, law. huh? Murphy's law. Yeah, Murphy's law. And you know me, when it comes to my predictions, I'm very logical. Obviously, I ground things in facts and boxing facts. And obviously, I'm someone that knows boxing very, very well. So I'm going to use that to my mind. This isn't really more of a logic thing. This is more of a gut feeling. I'll be, I'll be so real to you. Mainly a gut feeling as to why I feel like something's going to happen, an upset's going to happen, and Tyson Fury will get upset by Dylan White. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's me, man. I've come out and said it. And if there's blowback, I don't even care. <laughs> it's you know good for the pod. <laughs> you know what? I'll be real. Um, I was expected to come on and try and to try and almost... I thought you'd just say Fury was going to wash him. So I was coming on to almost present yeah. how Ty- Dylan White can win or why Tyson Fury is in his... Just to remind people of certain things because remember when Tyson Fury got off the couch and it yes. was like... Everyone was calling out, every, and everyone was saying he's going to get washed by all these guys. Like Tony Bellew was calling him out, Dylan White. Everyone was saying this guy's going to get finished. And in those fights, he's fought Deontay Wilder three times, um, Otto Wallin, Pianetta, and what's his Seferi. name? Seferi. 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 Yeah. For the most part, boxing fans don't even rate Deontay Wilder. <laughs> like, really deeper. We don't really rate Deontay Wilder like that. Dylan White, we fancy to beat all three of those guys, all four of those guys, comfortably. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're looking at it, you're thinking, what are we go- what are we basing Tyson Fury's eliteness on? Beating a Deontay Wilder, who, who, who we fancy, who's lost more rounds than he's won. Yeah. Let's play that way. He's been beaten up, stopped, and at one time someone bigger than him has really bullied him and stuck on him. He, he's been stopped. And that's how Dylan White would have stepped in. So I'm trying to think, oh, what is it I'm really basing this on? Is it what performances am I looking at? Is it beating Deontay Wilder? Mm. That I'm saying, ah, oh, he's he's invincible. Nah. 
Like <laughs> that, that was the real test. That was the real yes. test for you. Um, I say that I do think Tyson Fury should win. Yeah, he um, should. One hundred percent. It would be a massive upset if Dylan White wins. But what he will offer is he, he can he can be a dog as well, Dylan White. He could also box better than um, Deontay Wilder. Yep. He likes to use his jab. He also invests in the body, which I think that's that's the key to beating um, Tyson Fury. Invest into that body. He's very fleshy. See what that body can take. <laughs> very fleshy. He is fleshy. Yes, he is. <laughs> see what that body can take. Yeah. And also, Dylan White's a better finisher than um, Deontay Wilder. Mm. Like Deontay Wilder would hurt Tyson Fury, put him down, and then lose the rest of the round. Yeah. <laughs> and lose the rest of the round. So, um, just just wanted to present those points to people yeah. who are thinking that this could be just a whitewash. It could be. But Dylan White can look at certain things and think, he's been put down. He's been put down. I, I can put him down. Mm. I'll invest in the body. I can dog with him as well. If he wants to play that dog game or try and walk forwards, I could, I could do the dark hearts too. Yep. So it's interesting to see what Tyson Fury turns up. He's obviously got with a crunk star. Yeah. Will he bring? Will he bring that to, to this fight, or will that's, he revert to the? That's one thing. I, 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 that's what I, I feel like he's going to start with. That he's going to attempt to perhaps walk forward and be the bully, as he did with Deontay Wilder. And I'm anticipating, obviously, White. If not, if White's able to navigate that. You might see him revert back to the old Tyson Fury in terms of tippy-tappy, boxer move kind of thing, I guess, to negate damage and to win rounds if he has to. Um, but yeah, obviously now that he's got that new string to his bow in terms of being a come forward, exciting fighter, it's always difficult to predict what Tyson Fury turns up. Um, but I know this, and I said it when the fight was made, um, all this wash talk is nonsense. And I, I firmly believe that Dylan White would be a much harder test for Tyson Fury than Deontay Wilder was. If this is a focused and in shape Dylan White, which I'm anticipating, um, oh yeah, he better be focused. If not, he's a dickhead. If he's not focused and if he's come, he comes out of shape, he's a mug. But I'm anticipating him to be focused and disciplined and in shape. That whole walk forward and try and bully thing where he did with Deontay Wilder, that works with Wilder, as I've said before, because Wilder can't box on the back foot. Wilder can't yeah. box full stop even. No, back for you can't. You don't can't box. That Dylan White is a lot more competent at boxing. He doesn't have great. White hasn't got great footwork or movement, to be honest. But overall, he's a better. He's a more competent boxer than, than Deontay Wilder. So doing that necessarily is not going to work, Tyson. I don't think. Um, I'll be super surprised if he's if he's mad successful doing that. Um, as you said, heavyweight boxing, anything can happen, and we might see. Tyson Fury completely wash this guy, but I highly, highly doubt it. I think it's going to be a stern test. And Tyson Fury is really going to have to earn that best boxer in the world, Monaco, against Dylan White, man. White gets a lot of disrespect. And obviously, we've been very... we Obviously, we both very rate, we rate him on this pod. We actually think that he actually gets disrespected a lot more than he should do. And he's a lot better boxer than people give him credit for. I hopefully, I hope he can show the world that on Saturday. Um, but yeah, Tyson Fury should all... All the tools and benefits are in his corner. So he should be yeah. winning this fight. He really should be winning this fight. But I don't think it'll be a wash. I think it'll be a tough fight for him. He's got the ring IQ to, to adapt in that fight as well. Um, yeah. he's, seen, he's seen all these styles before. He's very experienced. So I think the ring IQ is, 
is is the big factor for him because he can he's got all these stars now that we can see. Um, so he can switch up, he can tap into aspects of each star, come forwards, bully when he needs to bully, box when he needs to box. Mm. But yeah, this is it's a great fight, man. It's a great fight. But yeah, just off the yeah, of uh, people because I'll just deep it. He beat Deontay Wilder, someone who no one rated really, who has yeah. one one aspect to his game. Tyson Fury had to deal with one thing, and that's Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder's one-two, the, pa- the power shot. Yeah. Other than that, he doesn't really have much of his toolbox. Then mm. White offers a, a, a much wider toolbox, a, a wider set of problems. Um, yeah. If, if, if I'm because... wrong, that, that Deontay Wilder <laughs> might have is a big problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. And to be a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of boxing, well, casual fans, I, I knew personally just felt that. Deontay Wilder batters in on White or knocks him out easy and stuff like that. Obviously, we feel different. We feel like White will give Wilder a lot of problems. Um, it's interesting because, like I said, there's there's always this there's this rhetoric that obviously Tyson Fury isn't chinny and whatnot. Or like I said, I don't like the word chinny with heavyweights, but yeah, he's got some superhuman chin and whatnot. They're, they're saying that White can't take a shot, but he like he's better taking a shot than Dylan White, for example. When we've only seen White. Okay, well, he got dropped, obviously. Knocked out against Povetkin, which was an incredible, perfectly timed shot. Um, dropped in the last round in part against Parker, right, I believe. I think part of, that was, part of that was fatigue as well, but yeah. And also the AJ, the AJ getting dropped by AJ as well was also fatigue. Fatigue was a huge part of that. Reverse dropped him because of fatigue. Oh, yeah, yeah fatigue, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, once again, fatigue. Um, I forgot about the reverse one. I was thinking, did reverse drop? Yeah, I think, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, but he, was winning. Lot, he, was, he was winning. Yeah, a lot of his, a lot, a lot of the, apart from the AJ one, he wasn't winning, obviously. But a lot, a lot of, a lot of whites being dropped and whatnot. Fatigue plays a huge part, you know. Um, yeah, super. Obviously, again, that's another thing that's probably in Tyson Fury's favor because Fury has an engine. He actually does have a real, a mad engine. Yeah. Then the white seeking, as we've seen before, can gas out. So, a lot of factors are in Tyson Fury's favor here. Um, but even with all these factors. I, I'm strongly, I strongly know it. I'm pretty sure it won't be a washing, man. It won't be a washing. Um, I'm anticipating White to give him hard work. And like I said, I just have that gut feeling, Murphy's Law, that that count on the left shot, left, left hand, that lands right in the button, hurts Tyson Fury or drops in, and we know Knight, White can finish. We might be seeing a new heavyweight world champion, man. I've gone out and said it anyway, so I've said it, I've said what I've said in it, but <laughs> I don't like I said, I don't care if it's blowback if, if it doesn't go as I predicted. It's just a feeling, man. It really is just a feeling, and I'll be so happy if it happens, even though I know it might push certain fights away further away with the with what Dylan White's gone through. You know, I'll, 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 it's almost vindicated what he's gone through the 1,000 plus days of being mandatory. Beefing the board, be, yeah, being beef, number one technically. Being, yeah, it's it's crazy what he's he's been through to get this shot. Obviously now beefing them over the purse, etc. You know he's been through a lot, man. And as White said, because you know he he finally appeared to the media. I don't know if you saw the, the he, yeah he interviewed a couple of the American media and whatnot. Yeah, and he basically said yeah like he didn't want to he hasn't done any sort of media because they've messed him up. They've effed him up. They've effed him over. And yeah, he doesn't feel obligated to obviously promote the fight, but she feels doesn't need promotion anyway. It's like that. Everyone knows it's this huge fight, etc. And obviously, they're still dealing with court cases and whatnot regarding persons, etc. So it's still ongoing. So 
yeah, man, he's been for a lot for all of this. And um, I'm happy he's got his shot. And remember, Tyson Fury said when he first got the belt, like, he's, you know, he's going to give Dylan White a shot. And then he kind of U-turned, remember? And it was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're not going to fight Dylan White. We don't have to wait for him, etc. We'll go fight someone else. So um, I'm happy he's got this shot. I hope he's going to come focused and, you know, ready to work. And I think it's going to be a great fight. I think this is going to be a really, really, really good fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping Dylan White does it, man. I really am. <laughs> I, I'm expecting a sixth fight. What I really want to see is just him invest a body. I want to see how that body holds up from Tyson Fury. <laughs> I really do. I want to see how that... Because how he takes body shots well, man. He's well, not faced a body puncher as well as Dylan White. And if you think about it, the heavyweights don't tend to throw to the body like that. Mm. Let's be honest. Most heavyweights head hunt majority yeah. of the time. Um, I don't even... Have you seen Wilder throw a body shot? I don't know if he threw a jab to the body in the first. Oh fight. yeah, no, in the first fight, yeah, yeah. yeah he threw oh yeah, in, in, in that first round, I remember he was throwing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, a good start. But then obviously Wada yeah. did uh, what Wada does and just <laughs> went out the window. But overall, heavyweights don't tend to invest in the body. Nah, this is why I wait. one of the few, one of the very few, and he's he's brilliant at it. He's very very good at it. So that is almost a different type of fighter Tyson Fury is going to see on the weekend. A fighter that's happy to invest in the body actively and constantly throughout the rounds. You're right. You know, his body, we've never seen his body work before. Will it hold up? We'll see. We'll see. Great fight, though. Um, Sick fight. I'm, I'm, I'm mad excited for this one. Super excited for this one. Um, a lot of people are going to watch him with keen eyes. Um, yeah. Fury should think, win this, but I yeah, do, I, I do think he's feeling. motivated. I do think Tyson Fury is super motivated. He's, he's mm. done a 12, 12-week camp, he said. Mm-hmm. Um, they've sparred before they used to spar regularly yeah, yeah. they did yeah yeah. Um, they, were make, they, 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 they got on before they were yeah they were brethren yeah right <laughs> said that they were really cool with each other like super yeah. cool with each other so like, they used yeah. to stay around each other's cribs used yeah to, like they were cool they yeah. sparred before they know each other well so yeah. I think he he respects um, Dylan White he knows yeah. what he brings so I think he's taking it seriously um, yeah Tyson Fury should should win um but yeah, who knows? Who knows? Like you say, Murphy's law. Murphy's law. The he- and the heavyweight look. Murphy's laws. Mur- Murphy's law. It does that. It's the heavyweight division that affects the most. I'm telling you, like <laughs> we've so we've seen so many stumbling blocks and hurdles to see uh, undisputed champion heavyweight division. So it really won't surprise me if this is another one here, and we get a shock W for Dylan White. Um, and obviously that would then lead to rematches, etc., etc., etc. So. <laughs> as I've said I don't care about the undisputed fight anymore like, like that to be honest it's more about seeing all these guys fight in the mix so I'm happy to see this fight because this, this is one of the matchups I wanted to see um, but yeah man I just hope both of these guys show up motivated and ready to give us a really good fight and I think it will be um, I really I really think it will be uh, and yeah we'll see when the final ball rings or if there's a knockout or whatever we'll see what happens but it is a fascinating matchup. But I'm so adamant that it's not going to be a whitewash for, for Tyson Fury. I, I really don't think it will be. Adamant about that. I think, I think White's going to give him some good work. Boy. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. And we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll on, on the... Hey, I'm excited, we'll man. On the, on the next episode. Yeah, man. We'll see what I've won. But, hey, if, if, if I'm right, though. Oh, you, man, are all finished. You, man, are all finished. <laughs> I am going to be insufferable. 
yeah. But yeah, man, we'll see. I might even see what I, the odds I are saying. I, I can, I can I, see bro, it. I can see it. The, the counter left hook. I can see it. I can see it. But yeah, it's boxing, but, yeah. man. I, I don't like boxing predictions because... Oh, yeah, it's tough. It's, 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 yeah, box, boxing predictions is bloody hard, man. It, it, and so many times we've seen it doesn't go to script. <laughs> we've seen it so many times. And I, I was saying because, look, you know, like football, where you see play, these, you see teams every week. You see them yeah. regularly play. Yeah. You see them... Some of these guys have a forty. God knows how long. Yeah, year, two years. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you're looking at them. With, you don't know what their camp's been like. You don't yeah. know what they've been doing. So they turn up on the day. They start moving nuts. But yeah, yeah um, obviously, when you've been following people's careers for a while, you you know their tendencies, you know their traits, their abilities. But yeah, boxing's boxing's hard to call. Yeah. I can I can see I can envision I can see that scenario of what you're saying. I can yeah. See and I think it's definitely possible. Unlike yeah. some people. It is, it is possible, man. Um, people saying that it's important. No, I, 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 I refute that, man. I really do. Um, but yeah, we just got to wait and see, man. And we, are, we will we'll catch you guys on the next episode, obviously, for the breakdown. It's going to be an epic one, I'm sure. But yeah, once again, I've been your boy, Cam. This has been I episode... Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this has been episode 86 of the Strat Season Podcast. I'll be your boy, Cam. I'll be your boy, Flows. And make sure you keep it locked. Thank you for keep listening. Peace. <laughs>